Welcome back to another episode of the uh, the College Football Overdrive Podcast. My name is Fred Purdue. I am your host. I am joined by my esteemed colleague, Rick Brown, after a wild week 11. What's going on, Rick? How it is, sir? This week uh, was kind of crazy. Uh, again, crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, there was a song, something like that. Some boy band did something like that. Uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, there was some there was some craziness in this world of college football. We had some some Heisman performances. We had some some big scores go out there, and um, you know, I think we found the answer to your your not so long question because it was only a couple weeks. But when will the Canes catch a dub? They caught a dub finally. Hey, y'all scored a touchdown. Yeah, and we scored a touchdown, multiple touchdowns. Mm. I think we solved it. I think we solved the problem. Okay. Change the quarterback. We'll talk about it. Um, but before we get into everything, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at. Uh, CFB Overdrive. Make sure you go follow myself on Twitter where I am no longer crying about Miami Hurricane wins or touchdowns because, uh, uh, you know, got to beat up on those Georgia Tech guys. Uh, Fred Purdue, CFB, and Rick, where can they find you? Uh, at Rick Brown 91. At Rick Brown 91. So we have some, we had some craziness this weekend. We can kind of start it off with just to get it out of the way, just to get this thing out of the way, your Maryland Terps got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. Yeah, you thought I was you thought you thought I was gonna go with my canes, but not. Your Terps got absolutely shellacked. They did. No, absolutely shellacked. This, this time, last week it wasn't really a shellacking, like you always said. But mm-hmm. this time they just they they just ran into a team that was better than them and proved it on all levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no YOLO balls necessary. Nothing crazy. No, nobody scaring anybody. This team is very cardiac, I guess, or inconsistent. Uh, week yeah. to week, it's just, you don't know what you're getting. Uh, I like the pieces they have, but ugh, who knows? Um, Until we'll, they come together. I mean, this is still a program that's trying to find itself. Well, a quarterback that's still trying to take control and to understand that it is their team uh, and, and and what to do and how to be a leader and how to overcome things. So, I mean, there, there are growing pains here. So I have no problems with them. But although baby Tua didn't go YOLO yesterday, with my picks yesterday, both both in the college ranks and in on the Sunday ranks, I did go YOLO. And um, when you only live once, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you um you um you don't you don't see tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of I think I've hit my stride. It took me a few weeks to kind of find it. This year is usually usually I can go. I'm usually going eight out of ten, seven out of ten. Early in the year, we couldn't get a real good grasp on who was able to do what, and it backfired on us. Um. So yeah, it, it's it was a wild one. Uh, I went seven out of ten this week. My my Longhorns pick that I, uh, I don't know. This game was zero zero for a long time, and neither team really wanted to score. Quinn Ewers played terribly. I we we can kind of start there, um, since we're already here. Uh, he just Quinn Ewers, one week to week talking about inconsistent. Definitely inconsistent. The run game with Bijan Robinson, I thought would be a little bit more of a factor. Um, I thought maybe Texas would be able to move somebody, and they aren't able to move anybody. And 
Again, Quint Ewers, who was supposed to be the this savior at quarterback, he was definitely not a savior for them at quarterback. Maybe another year in the system, maybe a quarterback competition between him and the incoming um, heir apparent Arch Manning. Maybe I don't know. Uh, something something's wrong here. Well, I don't think he's been right since 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 he missed that game early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it just uh, missed that time. So I just think he's – and against this team here, I mean, TCU, it, people are sleeping on them. <laughs> and I don't know how. I mean, all they do is find, they just find a way. I, I don't know if it's experience, if it's, they don't panic. You know, nothing could be working for three quarters and then they'll find a way to get a, a stop or make a play offensively. And that's what they did um, yesterday on the road. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to reference Coach Mora. One more time, every time I see a team that does it, I have to do it. We couldn't run the ball. We couldn't throw the ball. We couldn't We couldn't do diddly poo. Diddly poo. Mm. And that's what Texas did. I mean, you good college quarterbacks don't throw 39 times. So incoming, maybe he might be good one day, but he's not yet. He may need another mango season. Isn't shouldn't be throwing 39 times and then supplementing that with running the ball by for a, a grand total, and we're including sacks and and tackles for loss. Um, 22 times. What are we doing, coach? What are we doing? Run the football. You have the so called best running back in football. Run the ball. Mm. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't do that a little bit more often, but hey. Um, hats off to TCU. Definitely, definitely. Um, on our, and we can kind of stay in the in in our picks. Um, our, for me, when I look at, I saw that LSU game and I said, hmm, LSU on the road versus Pig Suey. I think I have a new favorite player in the country, freshman linebacker Harold Perkins Jr who was a um, Miami Hurricane recruit for a while, and the LSU just kind of came through at the end. He is an absolute monster. Malik Hornsby, quarterback for the Razorbacks, is a track guy. And he looked like he was running in, in quicksand. Pretty much the for the entire second, from about maybe the mid-second quarter. Every time I would like tune into this game, and I couldn't stay away from this game because of – Harold Perkins Jr. I mean, he can rush the passer. He can drop in coverage. He's tr- he can spy and, and track down these really fast, athletic quarterbacks. Uh, he made a play on a ball where a guy caught the ball. He literally just tracked him down, punched it out. Oh yeah, routine. This is, it looks routine. He looks like a seasoned vet. LSU, you got two more years before he. You start somebody named Roger Goodell. I know you guys don't really know him that well, but his name's Roger Goodell. He's the uh, commissioner of the pro league. He's going to say with the somewhere within the top 10 picks with that top 10 pick that team selects Harold Perkins jr. Covet this man. He's really good. Yeah. He's, 
they had a good game yesterday. <clears throat> Showed all the facets of 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 being a typical LSU linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast, instinctive, uh, young because most young LSU linebackers. I'm thinking of the former Buck linebackers, uh, Quan Devin, Alexander, Alexander, Devin White. They—they mm-hmm. um, just—they're just all athletic and good, talented. Definitely uh, may miss a tackle here or there, may misread he, uh, a, a coverage here or there, but usually gets away with it with the athleticism. This guy is um, has shown he's right up there with. With those NFLers, we shall definitely see. I want to continue monitoring my his progress and um, is some defense LSU defensive players. They just always find a way to make a splash. And usually, if they're really good, they're freshmen when they play. Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, and others, they all make a, a big impact on on um, on defense early on. Ozilari, um also 18 i mean he he was all over the field also he was all over the field uh bj ojalari i think and i'm pretty sure that uh brother of aziz ojalari the former georgia backer uh it's in the, i guess it's in the bloodlines but you know that coveted 18 is that's a number they don't give out much over there at lsu so if you get that 18 um you're pretty you're pretty damn good so uh that defense held up Throughout, um, offense didn't really move the ball much, but when you when you have when the defense basically essentially pitches a shutout in the second half, I mean, this team might this team isn't for real for real yet, but they could be scary good next year. Scary good. So um, let's stay in the SEC, right? So. You called an upset, and you got real close, real close. It came down to, you know, they say this game, regardless of if it's the high school, college, or the pro level, it's a game of inches. This game literally came down to a a skinny post against cover two and and the best DB for the Crimson Tide, literally getting a fingertip on it. That's all. Literally a fingertip. The Alabama Crimson Tide behind uh, coming back from 17-7 at half overcomes the overcomes uh, former offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin's uh, upset bid, winning 30-24. As I just uh, illustrated for you folks in, in, in podcast land, what happened on the last play, everything that Alabama has, we've wanted them to be offensively, they were kind of in the second half. They ran the ball really well. Bryce Young was Bryce Young. No Jameer Gibbs. I'm really wondering what's going on here. No Jameer Gibbs. Um, healthy scratch. Something's going on. Maybe a Malcolm Butler type situation? I don't know. Uh, but those guys ran the football really well. Uh, Ole Miss scored a grand total of seven points in the second half, and Alabama comes away with a very narrow come-from-behind victory. Uh, uh, Hats off to Alabama. Uh, Strong comeback, and Nick Saban not losing two straight games uh, continues. Um, 
<clears throat> this game, I think, was determined in the latter stages of the first half. Uh, uh, Ole Miss was dominating early, just offense. I mean, de- especially defense on the defensive side. Alabama didn't seem couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything, really. And I think they were down. Was it was it ten nothing? Early, yeah, But and they had the ball. They had just stopped Alabama, got it on the punt, and then they fumbled right before halftime. Mm-hmm. Alabama was able to score there. And, and, and I always say, if if and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we have! <laughs> uh, but. If if Alabama doesn't score right before the half and then gets the chance to come right back uh, with the ball possession, this is a whole different game. And I think um, it's a long haul for Alabama to come back because their energy level in that first half just wasn't there. They just were still had a little hangover from last week. Um, that fumble helped reignite them and i think that's what led them and they still had a lot a lot of football to play but man to man alabama was still the better football team and old miss didn't need they they couldn't make any mistakes that was one mistake too many the quarterback play was decent but it's not uh championship level quarterback play mm-hmm. uh so many plays were left out on that field, and you talk about that last that last play. I mean, I mean, hats off, and Lane, your boys just aren't ready for prime time quite yet. But once you get a quarterback, uh, then we'll see. We'll revisit it in 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 another year. But I said, if, if they didn't win this year, they may not never win. They may not never beat Nick Saban. So we'll see. Uh, the last time Ole Miss won this game, this matchup was 2015. Uh, Chad Kelly was at the controls. Lane Kiffin wasn't there yet. So, yeah, that was a Hugh Freeze-led team. Um, the same Hugh Freeze that was at Liberty and got his butt kicked uh, by UConn, 36-33. Mm. I don't know. He said he, he there were comments about him leaving and going to Auburn, and then you lose to UConn. You can't lose to UConn. You just can't lose to UConn. Um, your South Florida Bulls in a game, very tight game. It's eh, roughly about halftime, and then SMU said we're SMU, and we're going to throw deep, and you can't do anything about it. Um yeah, 41-23. Uh that was a, it was a that game had fireworks for about a, about two and a half quarters from both sides and then uh SMU kind of took over on on the offensive side uh Tanner Mordecai really he's going to get a chance at the NFL. Uh I think he might get it may get a day 3 pick out of it if he continues doing what he does. Uh shows the arm the arm strength also shows a little shows better touch than I thought he did uh previous years. So yeah, uh, sometimes it is, it's a good idea to transfer and go to it, maybe go to a, a lower level, maybe a G5 school and show what you have. 
Um, shout out to those guys that are making smart decisions. Um, but yeah, leaving Oklahoma and now at SMU. Speaking of Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma took a nice shellacking, a nice shellacking over from West Virginia. Not sure if you caught that one. Um, third, 23-20. Uh, this game was a lot worse than that. Uh, Oklahoma is in a bad way right now. Dylan Gabriel or not? It just it, it happens. It, it, it happens. They're 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 on the struggle wagon right now. Um, the boomer sooner is breaking down, but give it time. Give it They'll time. Be back. Give it time. Okay. I'll back. take I'll take your word for it. I'll definitely take your word for it. Um, we also had a upset special that. I didn't. I was. I was. I fell asleep on it. You know that Pac-12 after dark kind of thing. It's. It's. It's hard to keep up with. But you had your number twenty-five Washington uh, Huskies facing off against the number six team in the country, the Oregon Ducks. Washington pulled out a thirty-seven, thirty-four upset win uh, against those high. I mean, that game was hard to watch anyway, simply because those colors were just so. Those Oregon yellows were so bright. Um, but yeah, Bo Nix. Bo Nix put up a good game. Uh, he had a deep ball early on a on a sprint right on a sprint right option play. I mean, one when I tell you, um, he. I mean, I didn't see that from Bo Nix. I have never seen the deep ball from Bo Nix at all in this last three years. Bo Nix is trying to get drafted. Uh, he has some talent around him. Twenty seven. Oh, I'm sorry, tw- uh, sixteen to twenty seven for two eighty two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, they ran the ball really well, uh, over 200 yards on the ground, still lost, a tough one. Uh, Michael Penix, your guy, uh, 26 of 35 for 408, two touchdowns and one interception, uh, added on another 20 yards on the ground. What a game. What a game. Good game. Uh, back and forth. Uh, wow. Um, uh, shout out to Michael Penix, Jr., Pasco High School. Yeah, he he outgunned the um, and I, I think I think we can put the uh, Bo Nix Heisman uh, conversation to rest now. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad because I was I was really not ready to all the yeah. way do it, but you know, um, speaking of putting something to bed, I'm not ready. To, I think he wants to stay awake for a little longer. He he might he might actually have deserved it. Uh, one Stetson Bennett. One Stetson Bennett. I'm done. He can stay. Uh, he won't win it, but he can stay. 45-19 over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. What a what a what a performance by him in that defense. 25 of 37 for 289 uh, and three touchdowns. Did have the two picks, uh, but this McConkey kid, uh, the, the receiver who gave the double move of all double moves. I mean, I'm just gonna start calling him the double move of death because I mean, this guy literally every time he. That's his – I mean, it's almost like that's what they use him for, and I guess they think he's slow for whatever reason. I'm not going to say it, but you know why. Um, but, yeah, he – I mean, he he had, a, he had a couple carries on the ground. He actually was the leading rusher. He had one carry for 79 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, at Georgia, at Georgia, your leading receiver is also your leading running back yardage-wise. Um, but he also had a touchdown on the through the air also, so he's doing – so you had a, a, over a, almost 150 yards of offense uh, and two touchdowns on six touches. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty damn good. Uh, Georgia again cruising. Uh, defense looked like Georgia defense for about 
four for four whole quarters. I think Kirby Smart has his team locked in, and they know it. They know there's no Alabama to deal with. They know um, they don't have it. Tennessee's not a part of the picture. They have a they have a road to the national championship in front of them if they just continue doing what they do. And LSU may might be LSU is the we already know now that uh, both sides are going to be um, going to the SEC championship game. So. You might see a little less from from Georgia, just scheme wise, not to give away much. But um, yeah, I'm not. I I really think Georgia might just throttle LSU if they. I don't see LSU having the offensive firepower to keep up with this team. Well, it's not the offensive firepower that you got to worry about. Really, you got to worry about the defense of, uh, of LSU, <laughs> and, and, and will they be able to stop? Uh, because I I, I think uh, Jay Daniels, uh, there's just something about that kid from LSU. He just makes plays. He, he makes plays when when they need them, and whether it's with his feet or or with his arm. So I'm not I'm not ready. I agree with you. Georgia is the best team in that conference and should win the SEC championship game. LSU has told has shown me that they're not just going to lie down and just um, let 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 the dogs walk all over them. So we we shall see. But you're 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 probably right. This is the the last game or so. You just fine tune some things. Just go ahead, go vanilla. Um, you're already in the title game. Go ahead, and do what you got to do to win the game, and then just mm-hmm. keep on. And then, and then you have your hopes, your um, your goals, um, much bigger. Uh, speaking of a team that might be uh, speaking of title games, and one that may have sold the bag on on title games, uh, the the you're fighting a line eye, um, lost a <laughs> tough one, lost <laughs> a tough one, thirty one twenty four to Purdue. That's probably going to knock them out in a weird Big Ten West where. You have two teams, Illinois and Minnesota, both seven and three uh, in conference. Nobody has more than four wins in this division. Um, and we can kind of talk, we can kind of stay in that division in a minute. But Minnesota, by default, essentially is going to make it to the Big Ten championship game. And it's not, it's it's really funny because when you, I mean, we know it's, it's, gonna, it's the Michigan and, and Ohio State show, right? We know whoever wins that game is probably going to win that that conference regardless of who the west who comes out of the west but just seeing how um illinois just fumbled that bag and then turning around and then seeing iowa do what they they actually scored multiple touchdowns you know i shot you a text during during that game and i'm saying you know we got out of soccer and um and and baseball scores but we i for the second week in a row <laughs> iowa scored more than at least 20 points so i mean that's I mean, this one. Now you got. Now you decide to want to score points. Now you decide uh, that in three straight weeks, Iowa has scored at least twenty points or more, twenty-four points or more, uh, in in three straight wins. And there's the defense is still actually putting of uh, holding teams to an average of about eight points over the last three weeks. Iowa actually faces off. They're at Minnesota this coming week. 
So this might have a lot of implications. So I think if you're a uh, if you're an Illinois fan, if you're a Purdue fan, if you're an Iowa fan, you may want to watch this game because you have a lot riding on um, on this next game. So the Big Ten West still making lots of noise for a lot of the wrong reasons, but somebody's got to win it, right? Somebody at least at some point has to come up with the dog. Yeah, eventually. I mean, you know what I mean, but hey, let's let's just row the boat until we get there. Hmm, still on that train? You still on it? Okay. All Roll right. the boat, baby. All right. I'll let you have it. Okay, cool. Um, so staying in the big we can kind of kill this one right now. Um, Ohio State did what they had to do uh this past week. I mean, CJ Stroud still putting up big numbers, 56-14. But the the only thing that really hurt this team is Travion Henderson didn't play injured. Mayan Williams, their backup running back, he also got injured, and it was a lower leg injury, which he had to be carted off the field for. That was very concerning. They both they ran for over 200 yards, uh, actually 300 yards, but um, the running back depth is getting very thin, very thin. Yeah, anytime you lose your top two running backs, it's, it's no bueno. It's it's like a passing team losing their top two receivers, um, but they still got CJ, and they still have a plethora of receivers receiving depth. So I don't think this hurts. This this will hurt them, depending on the status of the backs, for one game, and you know what game that is. Yes. <laughs> so. We have to see how they are for that game because there's only one game that matters now for for them. Definitely, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. He might be my my guy for the Bolitnikov. Just just saying. I mean, I, I know everyone sees stats and raw numbers, but another big game. He made a catch the uh, yesterday where I was like, oh my god, Dad taught him that one. Um, I mean, he's falling out of bounds foot dragging and found a way to get the other foot in. And we all know Marvin Harrison was one of the best when it came to toe drag swag. And, you know, son is no different except now, except son is six, four and probably 200 plus pounds. Mm. So, I mean, the body control is just, I mean, he is, he's, he's killing it right now. Uh, seven catches, 135 yards, uh, he, a touchdown. I mean, what else can you ask for from a guy? I mean, he's doing everything in the absence of Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I don't really expect to come back. Why come back? You, Even if you get a chance at a national title, your NFL hopes and dreams are more important. I'm just going to say it, and I know a lot of the college fans, you do it for the pageantry of the game, and you do it for the luck. Man, look, look, calm that down. There's a check at the end of the, at the, end of the tunnel. <laughs> that check is, I can go buy me a championship ring. I can go enjoy college, but I can never come back and get that bag again. I need that bag. Good job, good job, Ohio State. You don't need you don't need Jackson Smith and Jigba at least right now. Um, Clemson, your Clemson Tigers, your Clemson Tigers, because they're no longer they they haven't been my Clemson Tigers for a while. As long as DJ Uyunglele is there, he is that team will never be my Clemson Tigers when it comes to them not playing my Miami Hurricanes. Um, but that Clemson Tiger team, 31 points against uh, Louisville. It was a game for about a half, and then Will Shipley decided to jump over people 
and make just crazy, crazy plays. I know people see the, the Christian McCaffrey um, comparison for obvious reasons, uh, but he had another solid outing, 10 carries, 106 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's done everything you need for him to do. Sorry, 19 carries and 97 yards plus a touchdown. Um, DJ did, did what DJ does, 19 of 27, 185 yards. Don't lose the game. Keep it simple. He had a touchdown. They did what they had to do. Clemson is is in very much is very much in control of the ACC and will probably win. Um, they will win the ACC Atlantic, but they have some. I don't want to say competition, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and say it. Uh, North Carolina is nine and one. Okay, the last time these two teams played, Trevor Lawrence um, was at the helm still, and it came down to Trevor Lawrence, Sam Howell. Last play of the game in overtime, and Sam Howell uh, ran some sprint option play, and it didn't work because he cut half the field off. That ain't happening this time. Um, I'm looking forward to North Carolina Clemson. North Carolina, don't lose any more games. I am looking forward to you guys putting a lot of points on that Clemson defense. You are sold on North Carolina. And, I am. And that's fine. I mean, their, their offense is – it is has been pretty dynamic with the with Drake, the the freshman Drake. Having said that, you know, don't they had a saying back in the nineties, and um, I think Rudy Tom Janovich mm. who was the head coach of the Houston Rockets. Said never never underestimate the heart of a champion. The Clemson Tigers have championship pedigree. They have players with championship experience i guess and aspirations definitely uh the coaching staff uh, for the most part and while they're making adjustments uh, on from the coaching standpoints coordinators etc um, <clears throat> and getting the players comfortable uh it's all leading up to this one thing winning the acc title um they're still there no one has taken out no one has taken them down yet. Uh, don't don't put all your eggs in North Carolina's basket. Hmm. I'm I'm riding the. I've seen this Drake. This Drake May kid is really good. He's a freshman, and I get it. He's a freshman, but another 400 yard performance. If the defense finds a way, just finds a little bit of a way, because we know this team can't stop a soul. Gene Chizik. Any Gene Chizik led defense is not going to stop a soul. Mac Brown, please fire this man when you're done. I know right now you're in the middle of a season, but when it's all said and done, help him um, help him go ahead and, you know, update his LinkedIn page. You might want to transfer. You know how some – it'll be in your best interest to transfer, young man. It'll be in your best interest to go, we'll help you find another job, but your job is not here. Hmm. Mac, do that. Um, but, yeah, those North Carolina Tar Heels uh, put up really good numbers against Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest is a good team. I don't think they're – I think they're a good team, not a great team. 34-38, um, that could have been anybody's game. I think next week North Carolina puts up really big numbers. They have Georgia Tech, the same Georgia Tech team that really struggled against my Miami Hurricanes this weekend. Um, Canes came up with a dub, Found finally found a dub, 34-14, under behind uh, newly named freshman quarterback, 
Uh, Ja'Curry Brown, who went 14 of 19 for 136 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the running game looked okay. North Carolina – I'm sorry, um, Georgia Tech is just not that good uh, offensively or defensively. Um, they they had two quarterbacks. Um, Zach Pyron threw three picks to uh, Cam Kitchens, number 24, free safety. Loved it. Um, let's be real. Miami struggled for about a half with this team. Still not there, but one game away from bowl eligibility. That's all we got to do. That thank you guys for coming to see Canes today. Um, that is that was sponsored by myself. I haven't found a sponsor yet, but it was sponsored by myself. You guys don't care about Canes because the Canes are terrible right now. One day we'll be back. I say nothing. Ooh, I got a nothing. Ooh. Mm. Um, your app state. Um. Your App State team, this App State team, this, wah, these Mountaineers, wah, wah. they have really fallen off since um, starting the season strong. Uh, they're on a two-game losing streak now. Coastal Carolina last week, Marshall this week. Man, it's been tough sledding for this team. I mean, just weeks ago we were talking about beating beating Texas A&M, and then they lost to James Madison. Yikes. One Wait a minute. Uh, stop, 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 stop. Uh-oh, you uh-oh. make it sound like James Madison w- was at the bottom of the barrel. No, no, they're actually a six and three team, and they're a really good six and three team. That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Okay. Fair. okay, okay, That's okay, fair. okay. But, That's fair. The, but then losses also to Texas State. Uh, by ten, by uh, at least ten points, and then that was a bad over. loss. Yes, but uh, the Marshall loss, I'm not saying is bad. Yeah, um, we are then, Marshall. Yeah, we are Marshall. Yeah, um, and then losing to Coastal Carolina, losing both of those games by a combined 14 points. Both of them on the road. Old, one score. Yeah, one score game. Um, I thought I expected. I expected more, uh, just because of the momentum they had early in the year, but. Maybe, maybe next year. But maybe. you mentioned some, you mentioned something in the earlier the year, mm-hmm. and I I just kept it in the back of my head because I wanted to see. And I and admittedly, the fifteen minutes of fame that uh, App State has gotten, you know, is 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 coming down to an end. But I wanted to see how attrition would would carry on with this team um, mm-hmm. physically. And whether they would just get worn down, I don't know. I can't say certainly that that's the case, but perhaps it is. Uh, um, that probably has a little bit to do with why uh, they're on this streak that they're on now. That um, they're just wearing down, and and catching other teams who are healthier and I mean they're still a good team but they're just not that um, magical team that we're going to um, follow <laughs> so yeah definitely um, Texas A&M may have not been as good as we thought uh, coming in I mean they lost to Auburn this week good job coach Cadillac Williams Caddy get off the snide we love it Anytime we get to see former – it's something about seeing a former player, not just some random guy at the back end who has no coaching experience in Indianapolis, um, but one that actually was really good and 
has coaching experience on the staff. You know, wait, the, wait, the, wait, the, wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. I saw what you did there. That was that was cruel because Saturday was a hell of a center. But continue. Oh no, he was a great. He was a hell of a center. Boy, I'd even go borderline Hall of Fame level center. But when when we're talking coaching experience, no oh, coaching zero experience, zero high zero, school. No. High school, not even we, myself, me and him have the same amount of experience coaching this game, you know. So just saying, just saying. Um, yeah, but, but his but his overall experience is a little bit better than yours. Man. Yeah, just a, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little yeah. bit. Uh, but yeah, um, Cadillac Williams gets his first dub. Texas A&M is just in a bad way, but. If I'm Jimbo, I, I give zero you know what's because I have 85 million plus reasons to, to say to stick it to you as whichever way you want it. Because mm. what what can you say to me? I have you can pay me my 85 million and I can go away, or you can keep me until 2030 something. Mm. It's up to you. It's up mm. to you. Um, just a little bit of an update on conference standings right now. We have the we we know the SEC is kind of locked up at this point. Um, Georgia's Georgia's at the top of this thing. Tennessee won, but Georgia's seven and zero, ten and zero overall, at the very top of the East. LSU is eight and two, six and one in conference. That game is pretty much set in stone at this point. So the SEC, that's your SEC for you know we we love the SEC. We know we have some little, just a little bit of bias, just a little bit of bias. Uh, we have the Pac twelve. Uh, you have USC at the top nine and one. Oregon number two at eight and two. We're probably going to see that as your uh, Big Twelve title game. Oregon and Utah. Utah might have a little bit to say about that because they're actually going to be matching up uh, in the coming week. So on the nineteenth. So that's a de facto championship um, championship game setting game. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, your UCLA Bruins. I'm glad I saw that one. Your UCLA Bruins were upset by uh, the Arizona Wildcats. Mm-hmm. That's a bad, terrible loss. Terrible loss. Mm. Indeed. I mean, just you had a shot at it. You had a small, small shot at getting in, but now you have nothing. There's nothing. There's not even a little bit of a chance. Uh, over in the Big 12, we have TCU uh, at 10 and 0. Oklahoma State uh, is at number three, and Kansas State is at number two. They're both seven and three. Oklahoma State needs uh, Kansas State to lose to West Virginia. That's basically the only thing that's going to happen. That's the only way they're going to have a shot at this one. I don't think Kansas State loses anymore. But then again, I didn't think West Virginia would beat Oklahoma. So, I mean, college football is weird. But the way Kansas State has been playing, I think they're they're in that – they're well – they're well oiled at this point, and they're just they they have that vision in front of them. I don't have to go through Oklahoma. I don't have to go through Texas, and I don't. I've already beaten Oklahoma State. Let's go get it. <laughs> Let's go get it. I mean that that's really what it is right now. Ah, it's coming to the end. Things are mm-hmm. slowly opening up for teams now. Um, in the Big Ten, of course, you know the you know the Big Ten East comes down to Michigan, Ohio State, and whoever wins that game faces off against Minnesota. More than likely, uh, row the boat. 
Yeah, roll, roll the, the boat, roll baby. The boat. Yeah, roll the boat. So, um, and of course, you know, we don't. Uh, uh, do do we want to go? Do we really want to go into your group of fives, or do they? No, no we don't want to go into your group of five. Good, okay, good, because I don't have to. I do we? Can we visit your your swack? Your swack. I mean, your guys, your fam, you rattlers. Twenty one fourteen, looking good, looking good. Eight in a row. Uh, not 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 a good game yesterday, but they came back and they did what they had to do. They win. So you just got to keep winning. You got to keep winning and hoping that people are noticing to get a shot at the playoff, a playoff bid. Um, Jackson State, again, won 27-13 um, over Alabama A&M. I don't think that team's going anywhere. Of course, you know your favorite your favorite Coach Prime has something to say in every week, every every day. Um, I guess he is swack at this point if he wins it this time. Is he swack if they win it this time? Uh, well, he's, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'd say he's swack until okay. he's not swack anymore. Okay, okay. okay. Which will be um, shortly after December um, 4th. Yikes. So, so he's making his exit. Okay, okay. Um, looking ahead Play to- me by music. Mm, Okay. 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 Um, looking ahead to next week, uh, you actually have a very big game coming up. Um, want to talk about it? I mean, this one's this one's this one's oh, this one's okay. 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 For all of you non HBCU lovers out there, it's called the Florida Classic. It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a hell of an experience. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a real good time. I've you know been been to a few of those. Um. Looking ahead to next week, just before we get out of here, uh, we do have uh, some some okay matchups. We have some, you know, we have that Tuesday that Tuesday night action, uh, Bowling Green and Toledo, Ohio Bowling, uh, Ball State. You know, some uh, some others in the, throughout the week. TC, I'm sorry, t- uh, Tulane and SMU lock up on the on Thursday. That'll be an interesting one, seeing as UCF gave them the business. I tried to tell you. You didn't want to listen. I tried to tell you. Hey, Tulane was one play away. <laughs> and quite honestly, uh, shout out to UCF. I mean, speed kills, like I said. At the, at the same token, shout out to Tulane for battling. They could have mm-hmm. just given up. And um, like I said, one play away. Um, good win for UCF. Uh, UCF better hope that uh, this week is going to be a this one's going to be a weird one for them. They're facing off against Navy, who almost pulled the upset against mm. Notre Dame. That offense is just gets you get really bored facing off against fullback dive, fullback dive, and more fullback dive until there's a little play action and it's right over top of your head, and then they're going for six. Come on now. <laughs> Who else better to teach option principles than Gus Malzahn? He'll have them, those guys ready. Uh, my Miami Hurricanes face off against the Clemson Tigers in Death Valley. I'm not looking forward to that beat down, but uh, you never know. Things Crazier things have happened. Uh, we have Wisconsin and Nebraska. Mm. Vanderbilt in Florida. Florida. Mm. Can Anthony Richardson rush for more touchdowns? Because God knows he can't throw a football. Mm. Um, we have Duke and Pittsburgh. That's a SACC snoozer. Uh, we have Michigan and Illinois. That one should have some 
Uh, Michigan still running the football really well. Just saying. Blake. Uh, can't uh, like I said, Kansas State and West Virginia don't lose it. That's all you got to do. Just keep winning, and you'll see a championship game. With Kansas State. That's just so great for those guys because I mean, the last time they were in a championship game of any form, Bill Snyder was the guy, and DeAnthony Thomas was running ruckshot over them. And the, never mind, never mind. Bad memories. Bad memories. Don't want to bring up any more bad memories. Uh, Ohio State, Maryland, your Terps. How bad? How bad will it be? Just curious. Pain. Pain. Okay. Uh, we have Texas and and Kansas. Kansas is kind of tailed off that war of attrition. Those, those bodies falling apart. Uh, Texas, if you lose this, Sark, you might lose, you might be gone. Just saying, you can't lose. Oh to Kansas. my goodness! You can't lose to Texas. You can't lose to Kansas. Not two years in a row. Not two years in a row. Man, he beat Alabama. I mean, he beat uh, Oklahoma. Mm. Not only beat him, Molly whopped him. Molly, wow. I think he's going to be okay. Okay. Uh, the Drake May show is take going on, is going to be facing off against Georgia Tech. I'm thinking 350 yards, three touchdowns, and more. In the uh, first half? Hmm. Probably. Uh, that Georgia Tech team is not that good. They are really not that good. And now they're having to play musical chairs at quarterback. Yeah, it's not. It's. I'm looking forward to that team really falling apart. Uh, Drake May. Keeps padding those stats trying to get to New York. Um, we have Bedlam this week coming up. Bedlam. Uh, both quarterbacks are hurt. Mm, we'll see. Um, Tennessee, South Carolina. Good old SEC mat- East matchup. Tennessee looks like they're a well oiled machine. Again, Missouri usually gives people problems, but they put 66 on those guys. I don't know. Beamer ball is always alive and well somewhere. Florida, you got a little piece of Beamer ball this week. You, you got the dub, but, you know. Um, USC, UCLA, um, I, I have a very 90s um, thing for it. Now I'm going to keep that because we're, we're a family-friendly show, so we won't say that. Um, but you know red versus blue. You know what I mean. Um, Ole Miss, Arkansas, again, a SEC West matchup. Utah, Oregon to possibly – well, it will determine the Pac-12 championship game, who gets in, who's not in. Otherwise, that's your week for your upcoming week. We will break it all down uh, coming on Wednesday. You make sure you follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. You can follow me on Twitter at Fred Produce, uh, at Fred Produce CFB. You can find Rick on Twitter where? At Rick Brown 91 And, of course – We've answered the question, both of them. Who, when, uh, when will the Canes catch a dub? Uh, we did that. Check. Got a touchdown. Check. We got to find a new question for you. Will Clemson? Will Clemson? Clemson this week? Can we? Can we, is that a question? They wouldn't know. Some people may not know what Clemson means. Ooh, are we? Have we really gotten that far past Clemsoning? Wow, really? Really? Hmm. Okay. We want DJ. I got my swagger back. I'm happy Kane this week. Got my swagger back. Go Canes. Oh, you want DJ, huh? Oh, yeah, we want. Be careful what you wish for. We want DJ. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, you know. But we'll talk about it on uh, on the next episode. Until next week where we break it all down. You guys stay safe out there. All my Floridians. 
I'm glad you guys are safe out there. Nicole was a little bit stronger than my Hurricanes last week, but, you know, we all got through it. See what I did there? Um, But, yeah. But, yeah, make sure you guys stay safe and peace.